What'd he say? What'd he say? Hey, what's going on out there? This is your main man, Whitey's. And y'all tuning in to Whitey's World, What He Say Podcast. And I'm here with my main man, B. Davis. Say what up to him, B. Davis. What's going on, world? What's up, Anchor? What's going on with y'all? We trying to give y'all a great show tonight. Yeah, so, you know, we live on Anchor today. And, you know, a lot of football took place over the weekend. A lot of great games. My Bears um, beat the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers ass. Oh, yeah. Um, Mitchell Trubisky and Mr. Khalil Mack. Yeah, you know, it was pretty impressive, man, seeing old, uh, old Trubisky, man, throw them old six TDs, man, no picks. No Four in the first half. Four in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah. And, man, what happened to old uh, the Magic? The Magic, man, um, Fitzpatrick. Mm. They said he uh, he brought sand instead of his... Uh, his fairy guy. I think he left his wand back in Tampa Bay last week against <laughs> the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a few games over the weekend. Uh, we got a topic. You know, we got a hot topic. We're going to call this topic. We're going to call this segment Alpha Debate. Because there's a lot of people that's uh, right now that's Alpha Debate. Like uh, this past weekend, we had the uh, the New York Giants going against the Saints, and uh, that man Eli Manning. Ooh, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? He hasn't done pretty much a shit. And um, it was a terrible game, man. Once again, man, Odell Beckham with no no touchdowns. I think he had like sixty some yards that game or something like that. I ain't got the stats right or whatever, but. Yeah, that's 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 what's out for debate, and that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Eli Manning because Eli Manning haven't got nothing done since he beat the Patriots. Yes, he is a two-time Super Bowl champion. He beat my Patriots or whatever, but I think that was a fluke. But I'm gonna let my man B. Davis man get his perspective and let him tell y'all what he think about the uh, Eli Manning. That's out for debate. Well, I mean, everything is evident and and how he is and. His game just ain't there. I mean, since he went, when did they win the Super Bowl? Uh, 2012? 2012. It was 2012, the last Super Bowl he was in. Around that time, somewhere in that era. Um, I mean, it, it's ridiculous how we've seen him just diminish year after year after year after year. And him consistently getting extensions on his contract. When there's quarterbacks out there who needs a job that can produce way better than he can. Yeah, I, I mean, I know Odell Beckham got to be going like kind of nuts. Especially, he's going stir crazy. Especially, right especially looking around the NFL, like how all these other receivers putting up all these numbers because their quarterback getting on the ball. And Eli can't even get the ball to him. Like, no, he can't at all whatsoever. And, I mean, it, it, after we're going to go back into uh, the Super Bowl of 2012, I mean, every year since then, he's been breaking record after record of being sacked. I mean, it, it, he has no mobility. His, his accuracy is, I mean, he he's never really had any great accuracy. 
Yeah, the guy's pretty much old. I believe um, he's pretty much uh, washed up. I just hope what they should have did was, and I like Saquon Barkley, but what they should have did was they should have tried to find a way to get them a quarterback, a younger quarterback. Eli Manning is 37 years old. Every quarterback is not going to play like Tom Brady going into their um, 40s. So I don't know. What they need to do is, Let's put a stamp on that nigga and send his ass on his way. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, he needs to be in somebody's retirement home in a rocking chair uh, making commercials with his brother. Yeah. And uh, who else is out for the debate this past weekend um, that uh, was kind of uh, questionable? It's uh, Indianapolis coach, uh, coach for uh, going forward on a fourth down they was playing the Houston, Texas, and um, it was tied up or whatever the case may be. And Andrew Luck was on the, on the verge of driving the ball. So instead of the coach putting the ball and just going for the tie, he decided to go for it on fourth down, and they ended up losing the game. That was an arrogant play. That was a very arrogant play. Um, I mean, a lot. I mean, it, it, see, this goes back into getting out coached. By, 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 by different teams and, and honestly it, this really wasn't even an out coach situation he just he out coached himself uh, when you when you when you make arrogant plays like that um, pretty much does does that remind reminded me of the arrogant play that the Seahawks did when they lost the the, the, the uh, Super Bowl right because it's like, and at that particular time, I mean, I think he would have rather took the tie than the loss, even though he tried to say, like, well, they, you know, even though they was trying to say, like, well, we're going to be this aggressive team this year. We're not going to, you know, accept no ties, but I would think you would rather accept a tie. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, yeah, no L's are, should, should be taken. There should be people's and coaches and, and, and organizations' mentality. But at the same time, uh, that play, I don't, I don't, I don't think it, it, it like it, it. That's when, 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 when coaches need to be fundamental and stick to the blueprint of winning games. And every coach that's in the NFL knows the blueprint to winning games, playing fundamentally, and they got their asses ate, and they ended up seeing it on the back end, and they. End up getting that L. Yeah, they end up taking that L. Yeah, they led Deshaun. They left Deshaun Watson with enough time, man, to drive the ball down, got a field goal position, do kick the field goal. That was that. And the last person that's out for debate, we are gonna have to talk about old Fitz Magic, man. Cause what happened to the Magic? I know we led off with the show talking about the Bears and and the Buccaneers and our Bears kicked their ass, but what the hell happened to the old Magic, man? What happened to the Magic? What happened to the Fairy Dust? Went away so quick. What happened? We well, didn't know. I, mean, I think he was he was in 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 in, in a, a pressured situation, and uh, we all know pressure plus pipes. And he yeah. went to he went he went through two yeah, games. This stuff blew up. This stuff blew up. He went through two games that was that pretty much he had two horrible back to back first halves. Right. You can't. You can't. I mean, somebody like that when you when. You, when you're up for debate, uh, no pun intended, right. but when you're up up for uh, pretty much your, your your job is on the line, and you know there's a hungry 
um, quarterback, backup quarterback that that arguably should be the starting quarterback on your team. You have to once again. You you have that's when the fundamentals come into play. You don't every every pass and every play doesn't have to be a wild play, right? And that's where you get lost in the sauce, and and and, and you and you lose focus of 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 your your team's goals right. and 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 the blueprint of you winning. I I mean I don't see my thing is. It's like, how they come up with the name so quick? Like, it was only two games in the first place, and they came up with Fitz Magic. Like, they never seen Fitzpatrick play this type of football before. Like, well, I mean, he did, he did break a record. I mean, yeah, he did. I mean, you know, had three straight games or over 400 yards passing, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, he I mean, he didn't put up these numbers in Buffalo, but he gave you this type of play in Buffalo, too, at the same time. So it's like, that's how he got that contract. So it's like, how, I don't see, like, in the first two weeks, First two games, we played the Saints. They don't have a good defense. They starting to come along. And then I think they beat um, the Eagles. They beat the Eagles, which is kind of a surprise because everybody had the Eagles winning that game, even though Nick Foles was quarterback. And I'm just saying you can't just out the blue after a few games be like, oh, Fish Magic, oh, he's working at Magic. He's coming up to the podium looking like uh, McGregor, McGrew, whatever, McGregor. And looking, you know, he did look cool. like Connor. Yeah, he had the whole Connor vibe. I mean, it was cool for a minute, you know what I mean? But it's like, man, and then, you know what I'm saying? Then the pressure of Jameis coming back, you know, even though Winston didn't look like too much of shit. Yeah, you know, he didn't look no better. I'm just saying, man, look, that team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, might be out for debate. Your boy, Jameis Winston, might, he's most definitely going to be out for debate because he got a lot of talent around that team. But if he don't, if he, now he's the starter. Now that you're the starter, don't do no coma pal shit. Well, Lick I mean, your fingers off. Victories. Well, I mean, this is what I have to say. With, uh, with him starting, I mean, you, you once again, going back to the fundamentals, he had to stick to his fundamentals, be the player that he is. And I mean, there's no, there's no reason why he should be getting out of his comfort zone or doing anything out of his comfort zone. He knows his he knows his O line. He knows his, his 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 backs. He know so he he should he should play into that. He's 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 mobile. One quick question. Yes. Do do he do they have the same down the field plays as they did with Fitzpatrick with with Winston? No. All right, and there you go. And that is your alpha debate segment. Live on Anchor. We'll be right back. Uh, How y'all doing out there? This is your main man, your host, Whitey. And y'all tune in to Whitey's World, What He Say Podcast, live on Anchor. And we back, me and my man, B. Davis. Say what up to him, B. Davis. Yeah, this is your man, B. Davis. Um, what is said is not to be explained. What we gonna do is, we gonna talk about my team, the boys in blue. 
them cubbies. The cubbies um, had a, 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 a ridiculous last two games uh, fighting for their lives. And uh, pretty much, I, I was pretty disgusted in what I saw and, and, and the whole organization and how the game ended and was played. First, first of all, we we have to go. We have to take this season. We have to talk about how the season even started. Okay, signing Hugh Darvish, that didn't pitch not a. That didn't pitch not a near another. Like, if you was gonna get that money to somebody, man, you could at least gave that money to somebody who was gonna pitch like Ariel. I would have took Ariel back. You know, I I would have I would have bought old I would have bought. I would have kept my bullpen together and kept old Davis. We Davis pitched against us yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that you you pay for you Darvish. Let's just hit the nail on the head. Okay, that was a bad sign in the first place. Well, I, I mean, as a Cubs fan, and looking back, I mean, you're talking about somebody, uh, a Cy Young winner. You can't. You can't. I mean, that, that was a great. That was a great sign. That was no different from if the Cubs would have signed Chris Sale. Shit happens. Injuries happen. But look at Chris Sale's season, and look at you, Darvish. Well, yeah. Did I we mean, get to but, see you, Darvish? But once again, like I said, injuries happen, and I mean, this is this is a a a a, a, a very long. This, Baseball is one of the longest, yeah, it is. longest played sports. Yeah, it is. Throughout the season, 182 right. games. So let 72. me ask. So so let me ask you this question, because you're more of a base guy, baseball guy than I am, even though I, I tune into it. What what did you, where did you think the Cubs went wrong yesterday, in that game? Like what what for you? What 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 do you think? That was like, had you feeling like, man, we, we're not going to win this game if we keep doing this. What, well, what first it? of all, they, they didn't stick to the original plan and the original guys. I mean, there, there's multiple uh, things that that, that, that that took place. They had a whole bunch of um, bad, just a bad aura around them, especially with the whole um, abuse Allegations with uh, Addison Russell. Right. Then you got the, the yesterday's game when I mean you, you don't stick to your, your the people who got you in the position that you're in now. You you you, you Rizzo. I, I'm 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 watching a game uh-huh. in a clutch moment. You got Rizzo and and Schwarber what a cl- sitting on the on the, on the, on the side. And uh, Rizzo had a clutch hit and he took him out. I mean, I, I, like I said once again, sometimes coaches. Can have can be too much of a mastermind, and they mastermind themselves out of wins. Yeah, be a better check. But go ahead. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like what I saw at all. With the way that game ended, um, what you think about Lester? Did you think Lester? I think Lester pitched a good enough game for them to win the game, man. Yeah, it, it, the rest of it, it was just the offense, and I, I mean. It, this is what he say podcast, and y'all gonna say what the fuck he say. But Jason Hayward needs to leave. But Jason Hayward needs to leave. Jason Hayward cannot fucking. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, 
shit. Terrible call, coach. Like, I mean, not, it's not even a terrible call. I mean, it, it, it's it's he, he's getting extensions. They're keeping them. Like, why are you keeping somebody that that that, that isn't an offensive present in, in, in offensive presence in your organization? I mean, when was the last time have you watched a Cubs game and you've seen him make a, ba- a, a base hit? I mean, he been Casper. I mean, yeah, taking into consideration that he's a great defensive player, but, I mean, with that being said, and being the Cubs and, 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 and knowing this franchise, I would rather have an outfielder that's, that's, that's average and that could, that could show up Offensively, they can place hit. They can, you know, get right. on bases. Right. Then somebody that's 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 the pop up king. Right. Yeah. He's, I, a, he's a pop up king. For the, you know, I, for the likes of me, I don't, I don't understand, you know, in in that situation where the Cubs had bases loaded, and he had Schwarber up, but instead of going with Schwarber, he ended up putting in Jason Hayward, and I was listening to it in the car. I didn't see it in real time, but I was listening to it in my car. At work and I was scratching my head like, "Yo, you gonna go with Hayward over Schwarber at this particular time at this particular moment?" And yeah, it kind of like threw me off. And, and 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 I and and for Matt, ever since Matt, it worked for him. It looked like everything that he did for like, you know, trying to be analytical and, and try to be indifferent with the defense because he was the one that, uh, that brought the switch. He brought yeah. the switch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He bought that. So it's like, but sometimes a, a person so smart can outsmart themselves. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, when I watched last night's game, the Cubs, I mean, I, I, I fit me personally in my heart of hearts. I feel that when, when Javi Baez hit that, hit that, uh, that, uh, that, that double. Right. To tie the game up. Right, right, I right. seriously was thinking the way the game was going, that the Cubs were still gonna lose that game. I mean, I I, I mean I, I trust me, I, I I had fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed. I had everything. a different feeling. But at the same time, it's like, damn, like, why is we even struggling with the Rockies like this? Like we shouldn't be struggling with the Rockies at home. Well, they were more hungry. Yeah. I mean, you 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 look at I, I mean, they have they have the, 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 the one of the best uh, leadoff hitters. Like they, they, they three leadoff hitters are, are are fucking ridiculous. Right. So I mean, with that being said, you don't you don't sit if you know that you got three great hitters that's, that's coming back to back to back. I mean, we have great leadoff hitters, but when you start taking out clutch bats that we have that we Physically have we like this ain't no speculations. We have these bets. The, the the like I said, the Rizzo's and the Schwarbers. I mean, you're gonna lose a game, especially like why would you take those guys out in in in, in the clutch time of a game? Like y'all going into the the bottom of the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Like why? Like yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand yeah. that. And then you got Bases loaded, yeah. and then you have a you 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 have uh, no hopes in the world. Jason Hayward coming up to bat, and he did exactly what the fuck I knew he was gonna do. 
Well, folks, it's something we got to stay tuned to. It's something that we got to look out for the next year, you know. Uh, y'all tuning in to Whitey's World, What He Say podcast with my main man, B. Davis, live on Anchor. And uh, that was B. Davis' rant, man, about the Cubs and what Joe Madden did. And I feel the brother, man, because at the same time, it's like, why would you not put your best offensive players in the game? Like, we all know Schwarber can't play the outfield, but what he can do is put the ball in play. We'll be right back. We're going to jump right into it in fact or fiction. So, tell me what your faction fiction is, uh, B. Davis. Okay, okay. So, we're going to jump over to the NBA. And uh, my fact of fiction is, do you believe the new addition to Rondo and Beasley and uh, King James coming over to the Laker Nation, do you feel that the Lakers could win 60 games or plus? No. Uh, That is a fiction, not a fact at all. Uh, first of all, uh, the West is too deep. Uh, you got teams like uh, I. I'm gonna tell you like this. You got teams, of course, the Golden State. Everybody know the Golden State Warriors. Okay, then you know Houston. We know about Houston. Okay, and then number three. Uh, what is on the number three side on the West? There's, there's, a, there's a couple people you can go. You can go. Well, okay, we got OKC. Okay, you got Portland. You got Utah now. But look, all I can say is, look, I would give the Lakers. I give the Lakers like 52 games, which could probably get them the AC in the, in the West. I got them going six. Six. Six, six in the West. Six in the West. I mean, yeah, because especially with LeBron James. But I'm just saying, though, like 60 games is like a little bit too much, though. I don't see 60. Because you got a lot of great teams out there on the West. And I'm going to say, don't sleep on the Spurs. Yeah. The Rosen yeah, uh, over there. The, the Rosen is uh, playing, some, playing some ball. I just watched the game the other day. He, he playing some ball out there. He looks like he, he want to be out there. He looks like he has a point to prove. Well, yeah, for the, uh, yeah, for that. Uh, question is uh, fiction. Uh, okay. Going over, we talking about the East Coast of the NBA. Okay. Is it fact or fiction mm-hmm. that Giannis Antetokounmpo mm-hmm. will be the East best player this year? What? Will he be the best player in the East? That too. I'm going to have to go with a fiction, man. Like, look. Okay, look. I get it. Like, dude is good. He's tall. You know what I'm saying? He's dominant when he's go to the hole. You know what I mean? But I don't think he has that LeBron James factor if that's what people think it's going to be because LeBron James ain't over there no more. I seriously think, like, the person who's going to be dominant on the East, me, in my opinion, if, if that man can stay healthy, it's going to be that man, Kyrie. And I'm just going to put it that way. If, if, if Kyrie can stay healthy, Kyrie is going to be that man over there in the East. Uh, now, as far as 
out the Kutumpo, the Greek Freak. I'm just calling him the Greek Freak. I don't know the nigga name like that. Excuse me. Well, I'm just going to say it like this. The Greek Freak right now, I mean, stat-wise, he was in an in, in, in MVP race. To, 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 to win MVP. I mean, his stats are going up tremendously year after year. I mean, when he first came into the league, he averaged 18 points. Second year, he averaged like, I want to say, I think like 24. And last year, he averaged them at almost 30. Like, I mean... His numbers, it, 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 it speaks volumes. And how he can take over a game, it is LeBron-esque. I mean, what I see of him is is, is, is just sheer dominance. And, I mean, we're talking about somebody that's damn near seven feet tall, running the floor like a, 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 a point guard, but but has the, the agility of a, of a, of a, a, a three. I mean, it, he, to me personally, that's a that's a, a, a very that's a fact for me. What do you think about Embiid? Uh, Dwell Embiid, he, he's he's a good player. He he's I mean, he's another player that you have to hope that he stays healthy. But him being healthy on the floor, I mean, he just opens up the floor. He can kill you down low, mid range, or I mean, or the three from, from the three. Yeah. And, and there ain't too many big men his size that can move the way he do. I mean, honestly, when when I look at his game, it, it I'm not gonna say it mirrors, but it kind of it kind of it, it kind of puts you in the mind of Akeem a little bit. Right. But I mean, it, with with, with that being said, I mean. He can improve on his footwork, right. but I mean, coming to the coming to the league, his shot was I, me personally was a little bit more efficient right. than, than the journey. Well, like I said, for me, it's a fiction on uh on the green free. So I want to know what's your other uh factor fiction? Okay, another factor fiction is Joe Madden's. Job in question right now after these two losses back to back and the questionable subs that he's made. I, I once again I, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with fiction. Um, I don't think his job should be questionable because since man been over here, uh, we've been you know in the NL. Uh, NLDS, you know, we've been there and we won one. So I, I, I figure he, he brought a certain culture that I feel like is going to forever be uh, embraced and held on to. Now, like like we said in our last segment, sometimes uh, a coach, a manager, or whoever is in charge of the, of, 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 of the team or who's making those decisions, in-game decisions, Sometimes they can outsmart themselves and they can come back to bite them later on in, in the anus. And that's what happened. Um, but no, I, I, I will have to go with fiction again. 
I would have to say, uh, man, uh, I like what he's doing. I just don't like the sign of you, Darvish. But we'll see once you, Darvish, get healthy. Well, what you think? Well, I mean, watching watching him uh, since he's been over here, um, he's done a, a hell of a job. Uh, I appreciate what he's brought to the organization. Um, I, I, me personally, I don't, I don't think that this is a, uh, this is, this is, this is really a, his, his job isn't in, in, in question. Um, so I'm gonna pick false on this one, but uh, he certainly needs to um, be more conventional in the things that he do because I mean, as we, as we saw, he, he done it when he won the, the World Series in 2016, but then we seen it bite him in the ass this year. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's a 50-50 it's a thing now, and he has to pick the identity of, of, of where he wants to go with this. Okay. All right. And for the last one, what you got for the fact of fiction? Okay. So, the last fact of fiction is... Uh, Definitely uh, one of those fact of fictions. It's been reported that reporters have said that Mahomes has played Roger esque mobily, but it's more accurate than Aaron Rodgers. What is your take on that? Uh, first of all, uh, I don't know who said that. Uh, but um, they must ain't watch Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not even an Aaron Rodgers fan. See, look, I'm a, this is my take on that. That that's another fiction for me, another fiction. Uh, because see, what we do is out here, man. After the first few games, or after the first, you know, we get we we, we want to see something new. You know what I mean? Like we get we get. And there ain't nothing with nothing. There's nothing, nothing wrong with something new. You want to have new. You want to be innovative. But when you get the name tagging, or oh, this person play like Aaron Rodgers, this person play like Jordan, this person the Pippen, it's like, look, hold on, pump your brakes, son. Let the kid grow and blossom into the person that he's gonna be in the NFL or the NBA or NHL or I baseball. I just say just, just embrace the game that you watch. But I'm going to have to go with fiction because, like I say, even though I don't like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best throwers of the game. Uh, this kid, Pat Mahomes, he's clearly, like, lighting up the place. You know, 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, had the comeback win just last week. So you can't take away what the, from what the kid doing. But I think we need to pump the brakes. It's only it's still early. And we've seen Kansas City Chiefs do this from time to time, especially on the Andy Reid, even though Andy Reid is looking like a genius right now. But I'm going for fiction. Yeah, uh, I mean, me personally, uh, quarterback-wise, to me, and, and I'm, I'm, I am not saying this in a biased way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is since that Peyton Manning has, has retired, uh, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback. Like, I'm not a Green Bay, which is kind of contradictory because I am not a Green Bay fan whatsoever, but Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback in the league. 
that is that was blasphemous to say that somebody of his count like first of all I mean yeah you know it, not taking for granted what uh, Mahomes is doing but I mean he's no he doesn't have the resume that Aaron Rodgers has I mean you you have to do this years consecutively to be com- compared to him I mean he's my thing is these analysts they are so quick to put somebody in a great catalog like the great catalog like we got we have to Think about the great catalog, like the gold catalog. Like, I mean, they were taught. I heard, uh, uh, I can't remember what, what I was watching, but they were saying, like, was uh, was was Mahomes playing on a gold level? And I'm like, you know, it, it's kind of it, 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 it's kind of a double-edged sword because with his stats, yes, he is. But I mean, on the other on the other side of the spectrum it's like could you really call him say that he's playing goat goat like we talking about like once again we talking about Aaron Rodgers the Tom Brady's the 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 Drew Breezers the he's I don't think that you 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 can even hold a, a match to that candle no I don't think so either so I mean I'm gonna say that's a huge false and uh, to whoever that said that, kill yourself. Yeah, I feel you on that note. And thank y'all for tuning in. Whitey's World, What He Say Podcast, live on Anchor. I want to say R.I.P. to Dez Bryant. Once again, I want to say R.I.P. to Dez Bryant. And y'all tuning in live on Anchor. Mr. Bryant, I'm sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. I can't stand the way the, the Cowboys did you. Wow, how can they do Dez Bryant like that? Making Dak and Zeke the stars of the Cowboys and throw away Dez Bryant, who, by the way, is the all-time touchdown leader of that team. Hmm. Even more than Hall of Famer. It's crazy how they got rid of Dez Bryant. And to invite the man to a game and had him sitting in the, in the press box with you watching a game and didn't even have the right to offer the man a contract. Rest in peace to Dez Brian, ashamed of you. Very much so ashamed of you. You all on social media 
crying. The teams. You just put out a tweet just the other day talking about, hey, you know what? I will play for the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what, Des? The goddamn Dallas Cowboys need some wide receivers. Cause they ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing. Nobody to throw to. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I hate the way they did you, Des, because I really like you, man. I think you didn't catch a break, even though I feel like Romo helped you out. But at the same time, they wanted to they wanted to find a different star. And they looked at Zeke, and they looked at Prescott, and they was like, you know what? Dez is no longer a star. It's about Dak. It's about Zeke Elliott. No more Dez. It's crazy how they murdered you. It's crazy how they just threw, threw you out. Threw you out the organization. How can they do Dez Bryant like that? And by the way, how is nobody even knocking down your doors to even sign a Dez Bryant? All-time touchdown leader in Cowboys. More than Michael Irvin. That is beyond that's that is beyond me. That's what my man Ha Ha Davis would say. R.I.P. to Dez Bryant. R.I.P. to Dez Bryant.